0: Hello, 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 everyone. I know it's late. I don't know if anybody will get on, but I had to pop on before it got midnight because I wanted to make sure that I stayed consistent with the day that um, we come together and in our um, time of just hearing what the word of the Lord is or what God has been placing on my heart to release unto you. So I am just so grateful for this day and this time the day went a little different than i anticipated it and i just didn't manage my time as well as i could have you know i just like to be honest and so i could have been out here earlier but, um, you know, I just decided to to stay engaged in what I was doing earlier. And I think it was um, very fruitful. However, you know, it's so important for us to be committed and consistent in what God has um, instructed us to do. Amen. Um, because the goal should be to hear well done, thy good and faithful servant. So we want to be found faithful in the things that God has told us to do. And, and sometimes it's a press. Sometimes there are other things that come up. Sometimes there's distractions. But when we prioritize God and put him first, he is a rewarder, right? Of those that diligently seek him. So I'm coming on and I'm so grateful. Um, to talk about these five lessons that I learned in my last season. I think that they're gonna be able to help you guys um, as they're blessing me uh, because God is so good that even when we're in a season and it looked like we have lost, even when we're in a season, and it looked like we've, you know, came out with the short end of the stick, went with God, we never lose. All we can do is win because he's already won the battle, right? And so I just believe that these lessons uh, will help somebody to not even have to deal with maybe some of the things that I had to deal with in my seat in my last season or and if you're dealing with um, something similar that you will have the tools that you need to be able to endure to be able to make the right decisions to use wisdom to trust God in your process whatever he's leading you into whatever he's telling you to do wherever he has you that you will begin to lean into him and trust him at all the more even in this season amen and so without further ado I just want to welcome 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 hey Adawa I see you thank you for joining in. I don't know where you are in the world, it's pretty late here in the States, but again, just wanted to be committed to what the um, the mandate that I was given um, to use this platform, um, to speak, to minister, to encourage, to uplift. Um, and to just um, restore, bring restoration, and, and, and to help um, my fellow sisters on our journey as we're all redefining our worth, as we're all living this um, life um, for Christ, right, and as women. And what does that look like as we are walking this walk out as women of God? How do we apply the word to our life as women? And as we walk in healing and wholeness and in our true identity, boldly doing all and a- conquering and acquiring all that God has for us. Amen. And so, hey, you from Ghana. all oh, that's so awesome. I want to come to Ghana. I would love to visit Ghana. So I am praying that someday soon that I'll be able to travel to Ghana to see um, this your beautiful country because I've seen and heard so many good things about it. And so, yeah. Um, I just wanna welcome you to the podcast um, and just welcome you to this community. This is a safe place. We're all in this together. And um, the goal here and the, the purpose and the mission of this um, platform and the podcast is just simply to um, bring restoration, empowerment, um, and encouragement to my sisters in Christ to help us to redefine our worth. Sometimes we come from past or we have gone through some things and it may begin to you know, chip away at our identity or we make, you know, come from a place of insecurity or maybe from abuse or maybe, you know, from toxic relationships or dysfunction or whatever the case may be that can create an, an identity crisis. And then we we come, we, we get saved and we come to Christ. But we don't really understand what that means and what that looks like and who we are in him. And sometimes we begin to take the baggage of our past and we try to take it into our future. And so the Lord is saying he wants to redefine us and he wants us to be totally anchored in our identity in him and in our inheritance as the saints, as sons of God, as daughters of God. And how does how do we walk that out practically? Like how to how do we heal from this the hang-ups, the, the hurts, the pains, the wounds, the trauma? How do we begin to you know build that security in ourselves? How do we begin to love ourselves? How do we begin to see ourselves as worthy as valuable the way he sees us, right? And so that's what this podcast is all about. Right now we are in season four of the podcast and this is our identity series. And so all of the um, episodes have truly have um, one common theme and it is just all about the our identity in christ and so i just thank you for joining the podcast today i hope this podcast blesses you today i want to welcome all my new listeners and say hey girl hey um just i'm just so excited to have you here welcome to our community just please feel just feel at home this is a space that we're free there's a judgment free zone right we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god so there is nobody who can look and cast any stones this way okay and also to all my loyal listeners everybody who can Continues to subscribe, continue to download, continue to share. I appreciate each and every one of you. You guys are so amazing. I love you guys so much. You guys encourage me to continue to go forward when I'm pressing, when I'm when I'm experiencing warfare, when I'm experiencing doubt, when, when I'm battling, uh, should I get up here and you know do the podcast? But because I'm totally committed to the father and I'm totally committed to um to to my assignment is to restore his daughters then that that encourages me as well. So I just appreciate you guys. As always, like, comment, share. If you're listening on a platform where you can comment, please do. Let me know if the podcast is blessing you, or if you have any, um, if you have, you know, any feedback. I would love to hear from you. Also, share, share, share. Um, again, my network, my reach is limited, and so you, will, you know, people I don't know. So feel free to share. Um, I greatly appreciate it. That's one way you can help support this podcast. Um, and also, um, rate it if you are able to rate it. You know, rate it so what we can gain more visibility and get the message that the lord is um is giving me and is releasing um to more to more women sometimes we have our brothers on as well so um it's all good the word of god is for us all right it's not gender specific so we thank god that he is a god of um of all flesh amen like he's the god of men and women so we thank him because he he created us equal he created us both in his image and in his likeness okay so we're just excited that god is continually he's doing a new thing He is doing a new thing. I just want you to be encouraged wherever you are in your season, in your walk, in your journey, be at peace and be encouraged because God is doing a new thing. He is moving even when you don't see it, even when you don't feel it, even when it looks like, when everything in front of you looks the polar opposite, don't trust in what you see, trust in what he said, trust in the word that shall not return to him void because we walk by faith and not by sight. And so um, without further ado, i just want to say welcome to the purity after promiscuity podcast where we are redefining a woman's worth i am your host jenna renee and I want to welcome you to today's episode five lessons I learned in my last season. Um, and my last season was a rough one. Okay, it was rough. Um, and but I learned so many things and I experienced so many things and it was good, bad and indifferent. But we know that in Romans um, 828, the Bible tells us that all things work together for the good of those that love God and are called according to his purposes. And so no matter where we find ourselves on our journey, as long as we come back, even if we go dear to the writer to the the left as long as we come back to the path of righteousness as long as we come back we repent we turn away from whatever way we were going that was leading us away from the Lord and we come back to him that we can be get get back in right standing because he is he is always waiting for us with with arms of mercy and, and love and grace and so um I'm excited that God is, is so multifaceted that he can even take what was meant for evil and he can mean it for good. And so the first lesson that I think is the greatest lesson that I learned in my last season is trust God's instructions and do not get caught up in the details. So I'm gonna explain that a little bit. God told me last year to move out of the place I was living in. I had a very clear word a very strong conviction about it to the point i packed up my entire house put in a 30-day notice even you know had um some other things that just confirm 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 that the lord was telling us it was time to leave okay now i did all of those things in obedience and i did all of those things in confidence and in surety that that's what god told me to do however when it came down to me actually making the move, I didn't do it because I had an expectation in my mind of what I thought it should look like. And I didn't I didn't um, move because at the time I was trying to find us somewhere else to go and I couldn't find us nowhere else to go. So for me, I figured, well, Lord, if this was really you and you were telling us to move, then surely you would provide us with, with, with somewhere to go before we leave this place. Now that is what I reasoned in my own mind. But see, most of us know, or some of us may know that God does not always operate like that. Sometimes God tells us to make a move and we are to do that in obedience. And once He make we make the actual move, then he provides the next step you know and i go always go back to the story of abraham in genesis 12 where god just told him to get up and leave his family leave his father's house and to go to the place that i'm going to show you god did not give him no destination god gave him an instruction and as abraham followed the instruction more instruction was in, revealed and sometimes we don't see the fullness of the of the hand of god in our life or we may not see the fullness of the word of god in our life because we stop short or we don't move at all so i let I got paralyzed with um with what I thought it should be. And because it didn't look the way I thought it should look, because I it didn't make sense in my mind. Why would I just leave? Now I at the time could I have just went to a hotel? Absolutely. Could I went to an Airbnb? Absolutely. Could I try could I went to a um a family member's house? Absolutely. I could have did all of those things, but I did not. I chose to stay still exactly in the place that the Lord told me to leave because of what it, because it didn't look the way that I thought it should look. And I was so caught up in the details. I wanted to know every little step. I wanted to know exactly where we were gonna go, when we were gonna go, how we were gonna go. I got so caught up in the details that I did not move. And because I did not move, I dealt with a lot of warfare and I dealt with a lot of different um, hardships staying in that place simply because I was caught up in the details. So my first major lesson that I learned in my last season is just totally trust the instruction of God and do not get caught up in the details because God knows exactly what he's doing. And that is where faith come in. We do it by faith. You obey by faith. You follow the instruction by faith. You do it by faith. God didn't nowhere in the Bible. Do we see where God gave anybody all the details? before they were to move. He just told them something and we were supposed to trust God enough that even when we didn't see it, even when we didn't know where he was leading us that we should do it. And so I wanna encourage you today that if God is telling you something, if he's giving you an instruction, it may not make sense. It may be illogical. It may you know, be scary, right? Because when you have a family, like I have a family, it's not just me. So the idea of me and my family, Kind of blindly, you know, going just taking a leap of faith and not really knowing, you know, where we're gonna end up, where we're gonna go, how how is it gonna work out? That was intimidating. But even still, God knows that you have a family, right? He knows that I have a family. He knows that He's a good God and He provides all of our needs according to His riches and glorious Christ Jesus. But we quote these scriptures. But I think it's it becomes very much a different thing when it becomes time to be a doer of the word and not just a hearer only so again the first lesson is um trust the instruction of god and do not get caught up in the details the next major lesson that i learned and you let me tell you something this one's gonna be a good one but it may you may have to really just let this process do not hear me and hear me well and i mean everything i'm saying do not let other people's lack of faith lack of experience or lack of vision Keep you from your promise, okay? What do I mean by that? A lot of times for me, when the Lord reveals something to me, when He give me revelation, when He reveals um, to me, you know, my future or you know what He's bringing me into. I have a tendency to go to other people, right, and to kind of, you know, vent or to kind of, you know, play, especially people who are close to me, I kind of want to, you know, have a conversation or let them know what it is that the, that the Father has revealed to me. And what happens is, um, because it, they never seen it, or because God may not have never spoke that to them, or because um, they don't, they, they they can't dream that big. They begin to speak doubt right they begin to speak um you know counterintuitive they begin to you know um give reasons why oh that is not going to work they begin to give reasons why uh you know that doesn't make no sense and i shouldn't do that they begin to give reasons why so now i go from being excited and being full of faith and and ready to you know just follow god and and, and to do you know and and to go and 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 take possession of this promise To now listening to these different voices, being full of doubt, getting full of unbelief, questioning God. So now instead of me being obedient, now I'm now considering what they're saying and now i don't even now i don't even believe that god said it or now i don't even believe that god can do it now i don't even believe that that's something that um, is going to happen in my life because i have allowed other people's lack of experience see sometimes you're the pioneer sometimes you're the you're the first and so there won't be other people who have seen it that's why it's so important that some things we have to learn how to hold something like elizabeth held in her pregnancy for five months right even even mary when the angel of the lord came to mary and gave her the message for the lord that she's going to be with child and the holy spirit is going to come upon her and impregnate her and she's going to be impregnated with the child and it's going to be um god's child and he's going to be Savior of the world and all the things that she received from the angel of the lord it says and she hid these things in her heart so much so that even when she began to show and it was obvious that she was with child knowing that her and her and um her and Joseph they had never had sex they were she was betrothed basically engaged to him and now she's pregnant and he decide he wants to put her away because he know it ain't his baby it was interesting cuz the word of god never said she tried to convince Joseph She didn't go and reveal to joseph what god had told her she didn't try to convince joseph that she had not cheated that she was still intact that she was still a virgin that this indeed was supernatural was spiritual this is god's child no she held it in her heart and she trusted that the same God who told her or sent the angel of the Lord and gave her this revelation and did that in her life is the same God that was going to reveal it to her soon to be husband in his perfect timing, which is exactly what the Lord began to do. So when it comes to other people affirming, confirming, you know, or even um, supporting you in what God called you to do, know that those that the Lord has already predestined to be a part of that um, vision to help you in that or or to even just um, believe. He will reveal it to them in his timing. They will see it in his timing. And so you don't always need to go to people to receive validation or confirmation because sometimes people just are not They don't have the same level of faith and it's not anything like that they're trying to specifically sabotage and sometimes they could be maybe the enemy could have gotten into them whatever the case may be you got to know when you got to be able to hold something when god reveals to you a revelation when he reveals to you your purpose when he reveals to you your identity when he reveals to you anything that he is speaking anything instructions anything he's trusting you when he's giving you a prophetic word and he has not told you to release it you have to be able to hold that thing because what we run the risk of is if we release it too soon or we release that to the wrong person and the enemy gets any foothold, he will try to come in and abort it. He will try to come in and destroy it. So you have to be sure or he will come in to your own mind or he will speak through those voices and in your mind, he will begin to cause you to self-sabotage because now you may go from a place of faith to a place of doubt because now you have these other voices in your head. You got to learn that God's voice is enough, that when He, when God speaks something to you and you know how God speaks to you, and you should not have to be convincing people that you hear God. If you got people in your circle in your life who say they love you, they know you, they trust your spirit, they they know that you're a woman of God, they know you're a man of God, and you got to convince them that you hear from God, then you really need to reevaluate, is this person really a friend or this person really know you? Because Because there's no way that, and yes, people do use God said or or the Lord told me loosely. However, when you are a person of integrity and that's not your character, and if you said that God said it, it's really because God said it, then that should be enough. And whether they understand it, whether they've ever seen it, whether it makes sense is neither here nor there, they should trust your your integrity, right? Your character. But I'm speaking from experience because I, again, I experienced um some unnecessary you know um, warfare and just consequences actually because of my own disobedience because because instead of me moving on what God told me to do I didn't begin to I, I I begin to shrink back I begin to relent because now I'm considering these other voices, right? So it's so important not to let other people's lack of experience, other people's lack of faith and lack of vision keep you from your promise because some people not gonna believe until they see you in the promise okay and that's how god wanted to be you don't always got to tell somebody something sometimes they just need to see it to believe that's what miracles were for miracle was miracles was for the people to believe because they now seen the power of god in demonstration right so sometimes us trying to convince people you know with our words is not going to convince them no way they have to see it to believe so allow god to 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 make you the miracle right so um, that, that was another big lesson that I learned. Uh, and another lesson that I learned um, that is going to piggyback off that is also know the difference between when someone is giving you God-ordained advice or advice out of their own flesh. Because what I find is a lot of people give well-meaning advice, but it's still wrong for you. And you have to know how to discern the spirit, or you have to know how to go and take it back to God and seek him and ask him, is this, is this person's words, is what they're saying, what what he wants to say? Is this, is this him? Is this him speaking? Because a lot of times people may give you advice and it may be practical. It may make sense. It may be logical and it could still not be for you. So again, i had an i had experiences in that where god specifically told me not to work like i have not had a job like a w-2 paying job since 2018 because back in 2018 i i got in a really bad car accident and i could not work um i had back surgeries and stuff like that i had to do a lot of recovery and stuff but in in that season uh, that i was dealing with it with the physical um recovery and healing of my body i began to have the desire to be an at-home mother. I began to have the desire to be an at-home mother. I began to have a desire to want to be at home to raise my children and to not work for anybody and to just really serve God and work for God. Like I, that was a, that was something that began to birth in me. Not to say that has to be everybody's story, but that was mine and God specifically honored that request and he gave me specific instructions via the word, right? Took me right to the word as to why he was called, he was, you know, granting that prayer request. And he called me to no longer go work into the marketplace working for, um as a W-2 employee. So I retired at that time, I held a cosmetology license. I used to do hair and I held a um, insurance license. And I retired those licenses. He told me not to renew them, and I didn't. And from since 2018, God has sustained me. I have not worked. I'll repeat that again. I have not worked for no person's company since 2018, and God has been providing. And no, it's not always the way how, how I think it should be, not when I always think it should be, how I think it should be, but God has been sustaining us, providing for us. We have been living a good life. but. Things began to shift in my life earlier this year, to where the um, financial security that I had began to dwindle, and so that began to create panic because I had gotten used to having that financial security. I had gotten used to having, you know, uh, access to, um, you know, provision, and so. And, and in the meantime, God had had me start a business, and so even though I started my business in obedience to God, I wasn't being faithful in my business. And I wasn't putting effort and time into my business because I was so comfortable because I had financial security. So you got to be very careful. Um, I'll say that. Be very careful to make sure you don't never get to a place where you're so comfortable that you stop moving and you stop doing what God called you to do. Because we normally when we're in situations where we need God, we're in his face, we're at his feet, we're petitioning him, we're praying, we're fasting, we're reading that word, we're doing all of that because we're in a place of desperation, we're in a place of needing him. And then when we get out of that place, say the thing begins to turn in our favor, say, you know, he begins to, you know, we get the breakthrough, we get the answer prayer, we get the promotion, we get the job, we get the resources, we get the house, we get the car, we get the the marriage, whatever it is, right? Then it's sometimes we can then become get to a place where we're getting so comfortable that we don't even lean on God anymore, that we don't go to Him, that we don't relentlessly pursue Him, that we don't seek Him with our whole heart. And you know, we don't, we, we, we're not reading our word no more, really. We're not praying, really, you know, because everything is cool now. Everything is straight. Everything is copacetic, you know, and so we begin to get lackadaisical and comfortable, you know, and especially when it comes to. Provision, because it's, it's such a drastic change when you go to a from a place of lack to a place of abundance, and it's like an overnight thing. Because what happens is you, you, it, it's the shift happens so fast that you really have to be mindful to let your mind, your soul, and everything else catch up so you can make sure that you remain anchored to God as your source. Because even if everything that you have go away, you have to know that you know that you know that God said that he's going to sustain you. He's going to provide all your needs. He's never going to leave nor forsake you, that he's your source. And whatever that you lost, he can replace it in an instant. So you always want to remain anchored to him and know that he's your source. And even if he dry up, even if he dried up a resource like he sent Elijah to the brook of Cherith right during the famine he gave uh, Elijah had the power to shut up the heavens for 3 years which created a famine in the land because of the disobedience of Ahab and and Jezebel and the, the leading that they led Israel into sin and so even in that God sustained Elijah. He told him to go down, you know, eastward and to go to the brook Cherith, and he's going to sustain him. And he's going, you know, and he did. and And Elijah obeyed and he was able to have water from the brook. He was able to be fed by the ravens, but eventually, eventually that provision dried up, and then God gave him another instruction. He said, "I need you to go to the widow. I need you to go to, uh, you know, I need you to go to this certain place, um, Zarephath, I think, and and I have a widow there, and you know, and I'm going to sustain you there. You know, I'm a little bit paraphrasing, but he obeyed. He did what God told him to do. So we got to be understanding that no matter how God provide for us in one season, He's not. Always going to provide for us, or he's not obligated to always provide for us in that same way. So you got to be willing to pivot and to shift, but don't get too comfortable. When you do get to a place of abundance, when you are in a place of more than enough, that you lose sight of God and you forget Him, because that was something that I was guilty of as well. And it wasn't that I forgot Him, um, like I, I I wasn't serving or I wasn't seeking or I wasn't you know um, reading my word, but that I lost that you know, that same level of seek, that same level of desire, that same level of hunger and thirst for him because I wasn't in desperation anymore. And when it came time for me to be faithful in my business because I was so comfortable because I had financial security, I didn't operate in my business. So when it came to the beginning of this year and that brook began to dry up and I wasn't able, I was. I didn't have the access to that same provision anymore. That that provision was, was now being dwindled. It, and, and now I'm going to the Lord and my practical flesh and mind is saying, get a job. You need to get a job. And then I'm discussing things with my close friends and stuff, and then they're saying the same thing. Oh, well, you need to get a job. You need to get a job. So I started praying, you know, and yes, you know i was like you know what i must need to get a job because i i'm not married at right now you know i don't know no other means no other way to get to get money to get provision all i know is when you need money you work but i i was settled i didn't have peace in that so i started to pray I started to seek God on what it was he wanted me to do and every time I went to God in prayer about the situation and asking him to bless me with a job or should I work where should I work you know to to he always said the same thing he told me to work in my business because that's how God is when God give you an instruction he not giving you another one until you fulfill the first one right and so I kept going to him in prayer, and he kept saying, "Work in your business, create this course, finish your book." This, the things he had already told me to do, but because I was wanting a logical answer, because I wanted my situation to be fixed in that moment, because I was looking practically, like I need provision right now, today. How is me working in a course? How is me, you know, finishing my book right now? Um, How is that going to meet these needs? Because that's what we tend to do. We tend to get into our intellect. We tend to get into logic and reason, not understanding we serve a supernatural divine God. He has unlimited ways how to provide for you. If he had to command the ravens to come feed you, he will. If he had to make water to come out the rock he will but because we don't realize we serve the same god that we seen operate in the miraculous in the bible we don't realize that we serve that same god and we tend to get in our intellect and then of course if you're um speaking to people and they're also saying the same thing you're saying sometimes you tend to think well maybe that's god confirming that word but no it's just that these a lot of times you and other people, we tend to be in our flesh. We tend to look at things in a practical way, in the in the natural. And so, because I was one, I was thinking a, a job was the answer. People was telling me a job was the answer. I started putting all my energy into getting a job, and I did everything. I went filled out applications. I went on interviews. I submitted resumes. I put in all my energy. Got um, an offer from a place. And the funny thing is, the offer that the offer that I got was to go back into insurance. Now I just told y'all that the Lord specifically told me to retire my licenses in in twenty nineteen, and I did that. But somewhere along the lines, I got so discombobulated and so out of faith and so out of um out of the the will of god that i went and did the very thing that god told me to, to not do no more. I go and I accept this position in insurance and had to go get re-licensed because my license, I didn't even have one no more. Now I, I didn't took this, I didn't have to study for over 40 hours of self-study, a gazillion, a gazillion, gazillions amounts of information to get ready to take a state exam because an insurance exam is not easy. I go through all of this tr- drama. I jump through all these hurdles. I was experiencing so much warfare drama. So much stuff was happening during that time. And I still was like, I'm, a, I'm committed to it. I need a job. I need to work. I need to provide. So I go through all of that. I had to pay for the test twice. I didn't even have to, um, money, and I end up getting the money. I end up um, taking the test, passing it. I go through all this, and now I'm finally like, yes, I can work the job. The people they're great. They're kind. They're helping me. They're setting it up to where I'm immediately gonna be making money. All is looking well. But then. We kept wondering why it was taking so long for my license to come through. I had already passed my test and I knew my I didn't have nothing on my background, so there was no reason why the state um of insurance the department of insurance shouldn't have gave my license. Well, one day they finally contacted me and long story short, they told me I took the wrong test. (laughs) That I took the wrong test. And the test I took was only for two licenses, but I was applying for three licenses and they couldn't process my application because I either was gonna have to, um, they was gonna have to deny it or I was gonna have to take off the license that I um, didn't take the test for. Now I'm furious because I go make phone calls and lo and behold, I took the wrong test and I cannot get hired. The company will not hire me if I don't have all three licenses and I only have the two. So it was at that point, that I was like, okay, Lord, what is this? I was already dealing with so much opposition and warfare. I was already dealing with, you know, so many challenges. I was, it it was so difficult to even study, to commit to study and to do all this, to take the test. And I get through all of that just to get to this place, just to be told I still can't get hired, that I took the wrong test, that I got to take the test all over again, meaning I got to study all over again. And then Holy Spirit began to bring back to my memory that God told me to retire my license and why God is not the author of confusion. Why would he go back and tell me to do the very thing that he, that he brought me out of? And so I had to get to a place where I had to go back and I had to repent, and I had to ask God to forgive me for going and trying to do things my way, and for listening to other people's voices and listening to my own voice when He specifically told me to work in my business. He specifically told me not to to be an at home mother. So, it and all this caused so much disobedience. So, I hope that somebody getting some from this because I want you guys to understand and how to learn so you don't have to go through what I've what I went through. It caused so this caused a ripple effect of disobedience my one decision to disobey god caused a entire ripple effect so not only did i started to get to take this job in insurance and to get insurance license again i ended up putting my son back in school when god told me to start homeschooling in 2019 as well and i've been homeschooling but because i knew that i couldn't work and homeschool because I needed to be home. I decided, well, I'm gonna put my son back in school. And and because in order for me to be gone, except my eight hours out of the day, I gotta, I can't be, you know, outside of the home and homeschool. So I put him back in school. So all, all the one decision, it created a whole domino effect of me just being in rebellion and disobedience, which then I began to experience more warfare and more things happening see sometimes we always want to kind of think things is the devil like when things start happening in our life when life start going astray can it be the devil sometimes or demonic forces absolutely but sometimes we need to just look in the mirror and ask what are we doing or not doing where are we missing it and so I was the one creating the opportunity for the enemy to come in and to and bring all this warfare because of my disobedience and rebellion. Because instead of me trusting God, instead of me listening to God's voice alone, I begin to listen to my own voice and listen to the voices of those that I felt was close to me. And I got myself because everybody don't know what God told you and that's one thing god revealed to me you can't always go to other people to validate what you believe god spoke to you or to confirm what you believe god spoke to you because god doesn't reveal everything about you to other people there are aspects of your life that should be that's just between you and God because he is the author and finisher of your faith because he before he formed you and put you in your mother's womb he knew you because he knows your beginning from the end because he knows every hair on your head there are things about your life that he's not telling other people that he's only telling you so you you got to be careful before you go seeking advice and seeking the validation and confirmation from other people because they can lead you astray even if they don't mean to and so I went through so I had such a hard time these last months, surely because I was in rebellion and I was in disobedience. And so I know that these are common errors that we can fall into in our journey. And I'm and I want to be transparent about my experience so I can help somebody not to fall go through these pitfalls. Um, so the next lesson that I learned was trust your discernment and discerning of spirits. When you discern, when you get that unction in your spirit and something is saying, something is off. Something is off about a person. Something is off about a place. Something is off about a thing. Trust it. Err on the side of caution. Don't risk it being truly something wrong and you staying in it don't risk it really being something off because sometimes that is holy spirit trying to protect us his job is to lead us and guide us into our truth his his job you know is to help us right and so in that he will warn us he will warn us about a person he'll warn us about an opportunity he'll warn us you know about a place He will warn us if we got an ear to hear and heed the warning. So there was so many things about the the landlord that I was living under that the Lord began to reveal to me, that Holy Spirit began to reveal to me. And it gets better because I end up having some people from the church I attend come pray over my home without me giving them hardly any details. They were able to confirm the things that. I had discerned about my landlord. But even with all that, somewhere, somehow, I still was doubting though. And so I continued to stay in the house. I continued to stay in the covenant because a lease is a covenant. It is an agreement. It is a legal agreement. Not only is it legal in the natural realm, it is legal in the spirit realm. And one thing you have to understand is, it matters who you get in any type of agreement with. The Bible tells us in Amos three three, "How can two walk together unless they agree?" The moment you enter into an agreement, a covenant, a oath, a promise, a pact, a vow, a marriage any type of um, covenant or agreement, whatever that person is involved with, you automatically become in agreement with it. Even if you don't know, and even if you don't want to be involved because that's how agreement works so you have to pray 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 before you do any type of transactions deals before you move somewhere before you take a job before you take a contract a business opportunity before you get in a relationship with someone before you marry them before you allow someone in your space and you call them a friend like before you go somewhere you want to pray and seek god about everything because there are some things that like the bible says there is a way that seems right to man right but that but only the lord knows the path and then another proverb says there's a there's many, many um are the plans in the man's heart but the path leads to destruction sometimes you think it looks like a good opportunity sometimes you think they look like a good person sometimes you think you know it is god but you have to be very sure because the enemy does a job uh, i don't even want to call it a good job but he works overtime to mimic God. He works overtime to mimic God. He works overtime to create a counterfeit situation and everything about it on the outside looks really good. Everything on about it, it can sound like God. It can smell like God. It can look like God, but there can be that one little detail in your spirit that just tell you "Mm, something not right. You may not know exactly what that thing is, but trust that. Trust that trust that it will save you sometimes it's a matter of life and death it will save you heartache pain it will save you uh, just unnecessary warfare it will save you drama it will save you if you learn to trust your discernment and discerning of spirits trust it trust it trust it god will sometimes he may not never reveal to you why and sometimes you might just get a piece and you just know like okay lord i know that was you and sometimes he might tell you why he called you away from that situation that person why he shut the door on that opportunity why he you know didn't want you to move in that in that area that neighborhood or that house you know um and if i could be frank the truth of the matter is my landlord was operating in witchcraft Um, I did not know it when I first, first moved in, in the home, but it did not take long. It did not take long for like just a, maybe a couple months for things to start kind of getting odd, you know, for things, my spirit start to be grieved for me to start to, you know, see things in her or little things started happening. So again. You want to trust your discernment, trust your ability to hear the Lord, hear Holy Spirit. And you don't wait to figure out why. You don't need to know why. You just gotta know that God is a loving God. And if he's saying no about something, it's for a reason. If he's telling you not to do something, it's for a reason. If he's telling you not to connect with a person, it's for a reason. And He, he because he is a good God, he is a loving father. And anything he does is in protection and out of love. So I just trust that. Again, I'm speaking from experience. I'm telling you that it can be detrimental. I yeah. I I wish I had the time because it's already after midnight here, and maybe I'll probably go really more into my experience living in the house that I was living in and the 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 torment and the you know the attacks and the warfare and and the physical attacks. That I was experiencing and the attack on my mind and how I felt like I was losing my mind and the things that was physically attacking me at night and waking up with scratches on my body and finding things buried in in the yard and you know dealing with you know all of the things like it was so much simply because a I didn't obey when God first told me to leave, I didn't really discern and I didn't really seek God in the onset before I moved in because I was in a situation where. I, me and my children, you know, wanted our own. And so I just kind of was using my practicality, thinking like, well, hey, this is a, a nice place. It was in a great area, great community. You know, the house was nice. It was updated, everything was brand new in it. You know, I had a lot of the things that I asked for and I wanted, everything seemed good about it, but it still wasn't God. Now God graced me and he sustained me in it, but it was hard. It was hard, if I'm honest, to be in that situation until he brought us out. And so, again, like, please trust, 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 trust your discernment, trust your discerning of spirits, and and just go to God. You know, if you, if you feel like you need more understanding, go to Him. But don't wait. Don't wait till you know you got to see it for yourself. Don't know because sometimes some things you're not ready for, some things you can't even handle, you know? And so just trust him, just trust him, just trust him. And so number five, I hope this is making sense, Adowa. I hope this is, you know, helping you. I hope you're getting something from this because, um, you know, I wish someone could have gave me this kind of wisdom. before and so I wouldn't have had to go through these experiences because again it it was um it was challenging in the midst of it but again God is so good his grace was sufficient for me however the goal is not to have to do it the hard way right um, and, to, and to just follow God and trust God in the onset and, and not to say that it will be without challenges and, and obstacles. However, you know that, that you, you will have more grace, you will have more ease, you will have more peace. Right. You will have more joy. Um, You, you will see the, uh, the hand of God move really um in, on your behalf simply because you're obedient. Um, So the very last lesson that I learned in the midst of all. through in my last season. Knowing your heaven and knowing your identity in Christ is of the utmost importance. A lot of the reason why we may enter into warfare and seem like we, and it may look like or appear like or feel like that the enemy and you know, whatever the attacks are and whatever um the battle is, like it's so intense that, you know, we cannot um, overcome, right? That we that we that we can't handle it. Um it was many, many, many times where I was in tears begging God, please just help me get me out, please make it stop, you know, just 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 to please just show me mercy, give me a lifeline, give me a way of escape, anything just because it was so heavy. It was so heavy. It was so intense. It was so intense, and I just wanted him to bring me out of it, but he wouldn't. He wouldn't bring me out, but what he would do, he taught me how to fight, and he began to reveal to me who I was in Him, my identity, my authority. Right? The Bible tells us in Luke, um, I don't remember the chapter off my off my head. However, it tells us that we've been given all power over the enemy right and authority all power and authority over the enemy and we're treading on the lion and the cobra and nothing shall by any means injure us and we again these may be very familiar passages of scripture but again we tend to quote them but we don't always live them because for you to know that you have the power and authority over darkness right um those things represent darkness they can re- represent demonic force forces the kingdom of darkness for you to know that you have that authority and that power, you have to know your identity in Christ because it's not you that have, it's not you. It is it is he that is in you because he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. It is Holy Spirit. It is the power of God within you. It is the name of Jesus, right? It is the name of Jesus where demons have to flee. It is the name of Jesus where things have to shift the only name by which men can be saved right it is it it is in your ability to know that you know who you are in christ what your inheritance is what your identity is what does it mean that you have power and authority what does you know how how does that apply to you what does that look like you know when you begin to know who you are that changes everything it changes everything it changes the way you pray it changes the way you war it changes the how you believe it changes what you believe it changes your you know, intimacy with God, it changes everything, right? It changes your whole outlook because now you're not looking out of a lens of a broken foundation. You're not looking out of the lens of a wound, uh, out of, you know, pain, out of shame, out of guilt, out of condemnation. You're not looking out of, you know, um, the lens of your humanness. You're looking out of the lens of the blood of Jesus. You are understanding that because you have been saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost, that the old has passed away and behold, all things are now new. You now know that God has translated you from darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. You now know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You're at the head and not to tell above only and not beneath. You now know that you are created in the image and the likeness of the living God. And he is just, He is a word speaking spirit. He said, let there be and there was so you can decree a thing and it shall be established. You can tell that mountain to be cast into the sea and it has to do it. You can cast out demons in Jesus name. You can lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover. You can take up a serpent and shall not be injured. You can do the same things you saw them do in the word of God because greater works you shall do. But if you do not know who you are, the enemy will continue to deceive you to make you think that you are weak and powerless and hopeless. And he will continually to bombard you with all kinds of situations and circumstances that will keep you in that place of oppression and bondage and keep you in a place of an identity crisis because he know as long as you don't know your identity you don't have power it is power in your identity it is power in knowing that you are a son of God it is power that knowing that you are a co-heir to the throne of grace it is power in knowing that you are seated in heavenly places alongside Christ Jesus there is power in knowing who you are in christ it is power in knowing your purpose it is power in knowing your giftings it is power to know what the bible says about you it is power in knowing that the thoughts towards you uh, that god's thoughts toward you are good and for good and not for evil there is power and when you don't know who you are you're constantly in the place of being a victim when we are victorious in Christ Jesus. And when you lose that victim mentality because you come into the revelation and the knowledge of your identity, you walk in victory. Even if your circumstances is saying something different, you know you have the victory anyway because you're walking by faith and not by sight. Because it tells us in Romans 3 and 8, let God be true and all men be a liar. So that means if your if your life, if your situation, your circumstance is not in alignment with, with the Word of God says it's lying. When you know that God's word is not returning to you void, that even if it did not come in the time frame that you think it should, that you're standing on it and you're believing and rejoicing that it's already come to pass because he does not change nor cast a shifting shadow. He is not a man that he shall lie, nor the son of man that he shall repent, that heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will before his word do. When you know that you know, when you're totally anchored in your identity in Him, that changes your entire life. And if I, if if there is one lesson that I had to say is the greatest of them all, it would be that one. Begin to seek God. If you don't know your identity, if you don't know your purpose, right? Yes, I could help you try to, you know, to to navigate you. You know, I could coach you. I can do all that. But let me tell you what God will do for you he will tell you himself who you are. He will tell you who he created you to be. He will tell you those things if you seek him, if you ask him, and if you trust the process, right? And that's the last thing I wanna say, trust the process. Everybody's process is different. Everybody's process is at different levels. We're not all at the same level at the same time, right? Don't look at your neighbor. Don't covet your neighbor's house. Don't get distracted. Don't look to the left or to the right. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Continue to press forward to the mark of the high calling, right? Don't allow what you see other people, um, how you see their journey go, how God moved in their life. You know, don't get distracted and and, and begin to compare yourself because that's going to bring you out of faith. You got to just understand that you are uniquely, that fearfully and wonderfully made that when God created you, he broke the mold and that your journey is your journey, that, you, that, that your process is your process. And it may look like it's taking longer than somebody else's. It may be shorter than somebody else's. You know, you might have to go through some extra things that somebody else didn't have to go through, but don't don't allow that to discourage you because god knows what he's doing and when you begin to allow god and you don't look for your identity in things that in in people in in status in wealth and money and in influence right in material possessions you know and accolades in accomplishments and degrees you know all of these things that we look to for I- identity i know i used to i'm guilty um, when you begin to allow God to to begin to refine you and shape you and prune you and remove and and remove those things that are not of Him or that not are not conducive to who you are in this season or what He's doing in your life. When you begin to allow God to impart into you who who you are when you be allowed begin to allow god to be god in your life and you allow him to begin to shape you and mold you as that potter and you're on that Potter's will and he's going to work on you when you surrender to that you will find that yes it can hurt yes it can be uncomfortable but in the end the result is something so beautiful something so rare something so valuable right because once you have your identity can't nobody take it from you amen and so i i just pray that this encourages i pray that it was practical i pray that you know that you and anyone who will listen to the replay will be able to apply these lessons um uh, that you will be able to even have can over you know skip over you know some of the pitfalls that I myself had to go down because of you know my ignorance or my lack of knowledge or you know my lack of faith and all of the things that I was dealing with in that season right not to say that I've arrived and I got it all together and I may not make another mistake right um I'm human however God is so good that it it feels like I lost a lot in my last season you know and if if you looked at it from a natural perspective that be true, right? I had, I lost a lot of things. I lost a lot of possessions. I lost a lot of money, um, you know, but I learned so many invaluable lessons that um, I'll have for the rest of my life. And so, you know, that far outweighs anything that I lost. And God is a redeemer. I know firsthand he's a restorer and he's a redeemer. He's done it for me. I've seen the hand of God. I've seen me have to give up everything in my house. I've told this testimony so, 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 so many times, and it's a real testimony. I have family people that can tell you corroborate. I lost everything. I gave up everything because God asked me to. I gave up everything in my house. I gave up car. I gave up jewelry, clothes. I gave up everything, furniture, bedroom sets, dining room tables, everything to the point. Me and my children had nothing. We were living in an empty house, sleeping on the floor, sleeping on makeshift pallets, eating on the floor. We had this nothing but an empty house we lived like that for like over a year. I didn't have no money. I didn't have a car. I didn't have nothing coming in, but food stamps to feed me and my children, public housing. That's how we had a roof, um, uh, public, You know assistance with my utilities that's how we was able to be sustained but as far as any type of you know provision or anything like that you know i would get blessed here and there by people but overall it was nothing more than trusting god and leaning into god and allowing god to be my provider and it was hard i'm not gonna lie it was very 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 difficult but it came the time came where god restored me completely where he he restored us more that's why when the word says he'll do exceeding and abundantly above all can ask think or desire he will he did that in my life i've seen his hand move i've seen him take us from nothing to something i've seen it me me give up everything in obedience i was putting i was putting tvs flat screens nothing was wrong with him 65 inch you know 40 inch all was on the curb putting brand new dining room sets on the curb throwing away a whole jewelry box full of very nice jewelry right giving up all my name brand shoes i had all the shoes you could think of. i'm talking about purses bags jackets coats um underwear clothes i'm talking about a whole entire wardrobe i mean everything Everything God told me to give up, a BMW, um, a, a, everything, everything God told me to give up that my ex had got and bought or that had anything to do with my ex and our and our relationship, I got rid of it. I got rid of it. And I thought, I thought God was going to immediately uh, restore and, and replenish everything that I gave up, but he didn't do it immediately. But he began to do a work in me. And then came the time for him to then physically restore the material possessions and all the things that we, you know, that we had to give up and that was lost. And he did. So I'm not saying any of this stuff because it sounds good or because I want to sound super spiritual or because I just want to get on here, you know, and 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 just pretend like I didn't went through some things or, you know, because I'm just trying to get some subscribers and followers. No, I've lived this thing this has been my life. This is my real testimony. These are my real experiences. And because I know that it's not just me. And I know that there's other people who may go through something similar or maybe in something similar right now. And I want to say, be encouraged and be at peace. God ain't going to forget you no matter how much it feels like he has. I have many, many, many of those moments where I felt forsaken where I felt forgotten. I felt like God literally just set me out there just to die. Like it was so difficult at times where I questioned everything. I questioned my faith. I questioned God. I questioned everything because of what I was going through was so intense, so bad, so heavy. And it felt like I was just losing and God was just allowing the enemy to have his way. And it felt like God just was overlooking me and he wasn't hearing my prayers. But that is just what our feelings are telling us. Those are just feelings. That is just our emotions. That is just our flesh trying to make sense of the situation. That is not the truth. God sometimes just is silent. That don't mean he's not moving. That don't mean he has forgotten you. Um, So be encouraged no matter where you are in your journey. Be encouraged. Know that God is with you and he is for you. He is not going to leave nor forsake you. As long as you stay connected, as long as you stay rooted and anchored in him, as long as you are fully persuaded and fully committed, as long as you repent, even when you fall off, even when you even when you make a mistake and you miss the mark and you sin, if you quickly repent, God is just to forgive and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. That's the word. God is not looking for perfection. He is looking for a a perfectly postured heart. David was not a perfect man. We know that. We read his story. We know that he committed murder. We know he committed adultery. We know he was overtaken by lust. We know he did a lot of things, but the Bible still still says that he was a man after God's own heart because it is the heart that God is looking at, right? Our actions don't always line up with the, with our heart posture but God knows and he's not going to forget you. And so I just think every person who will listen to this again, share it. Somebody else may need to hear it. Someone else may need to be encouraged. Someone else may need to know it's not just them. That's the one of the biggest lies that that we can hear or even try to believe is that it's just us. That nobody else is going through anything, or that nobody knows what we're going through—that's a lie. Many people can relate to going through suffering, hardship, oppression, you know, all kinds of things. And, and 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 so be know that you're not the only one. Know that, and it's not for nothing, right? It's it's we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, not loving our lives unto death. So God is going to use it. He will turn a mess into a message. He's he's a master at that. He will give you beauty for ashes, right? Joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. He will bind up your broken heart. He will preach liberation to the captive, good news to the poor, right? He He's a good God. He's a good God. And so um, I just wanted to, you know, leave you guys with that. Again, I pray that it blesses someone. I pray that it encourages empowers, uplifts. I pray it strengthens someone, gives people that next, that fresh wind, that fresh fire they need to continue to go on the journey. But in it all, just continue to stick close to God, continue to just seek his face, continue to lay at his feet, continue to just stay in the secret place, love him, obey him. Honor him, reverence him, trust him. He is with you. He is for you. He He is a good, good, good father. He He is a, a loving God and, and there is no God like him. And so um, I just pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you. I pray that the Lord will make his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you and grant you his peace. And as always, remember your past does not define you. It develops you and you are. Worthy.